Smartcast. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. There's a change happening in the way we live, the way we work, the way we spend our money and make our decisions. We are evolving to be more conscious in our actions in a way that serves the world and makes it a better place. Welcome to The Ethical Evolution. The Ethical Evolution podcast is brought to you by Ethical Change Agency. I'm Bindi, I'm the founder, and my mission is to help ethical entrepreneurs and holistic healers to find their voice through spiritual coaching and podcasting. I'm honoured to bring you the stories of those who create change through healing, kindness, innovation, purpose, and spirit. Understanding that to create collective change, we need to be the change. It all begins with us. Kara Haholik is the founder and CEO of Social for Good, a social impact marketing agency supporting entrepreneurs, purposeful businesses, and nonprofits. At Social for Good, they believe in a future created by our collective spirit, where each individual voice is elevated, respected, and celebrated. They also lead the way in using resources to amplify marginalized voices and advocate loudly for social change to create a future vision conscious, sustainable, and free of limitations. Kara and I pulled apart the dynamics of social media and how it can be used for good and in ethical ways. And the more we explored that, the greater we found our missions aligned. Welcome, Kara, to The Ethical Evolution. Thank you. I'm super happy to be here. Now, uh, you're joining us all the way from Michigan. For those who don't know who you are, can you tell us who you are and what you do? Absolutely. So I'm Kara Hoholek. I'm the founder and CEO of Social for Good, which is a social impact marketing agency. Um, We work on digital marketing for nonprofits, entrepreneurs, and purposeful businesses that are looking to make an impact in, in their industries, and we support them in their digital marketing yeah, and I was just checking out your website, which is super cool, by the way. Uh, um, I've worked in digital for over 20 years myself. And um, so I know how important it is in amplifying those messages and getting them right. But with that social impact slant to things, um, are you finding um, businesses are wanting to, you know, make a difference more through their marketing? Yeah, you know, it's funny. Um, I think over the last five years or so, we've seen an increase in businesses really be leaning into um, the social impact space, whether they're changing their products or their services to sort of 
um, align with that, or they're just, it's a conversation that they're having. And I think um, it's, it's really important to recognize that. And I think, you know, over time, there's going to be even more and more businesses that realize that this is what consumers and their audience want is for these um, companies and businesses to be making decisions that, um, you know, recognizing that the decisions that they make impact the world in a significant way. And so really being uh, cognizant of that and having that in mind when they're making decisions. So businesses are starting to really be aware of that and understanding that if they don't provide that transparency or insight into what they're doing, then consumers will go elsewhere. And, you know, it's so easy for us now to see what people are doing, what they're really doing behind the scenes and um, making different choices. So, um, you know, I think it's, it's become really important to be transparent and to be really clear about, um, you know, a company's values so that people can find them um, if their values align and be able to support them or work with them or buy their products. Yeah, and I think that's probably where our missions align here is, uh, you know, uh, the whole ethical evolution concept was is around you know the way we make decisions, spend our money, work, live, you know all of all of the decisions we make. And when we make decisions based on values, um, it changes our outcomes. So you know um, we're seeing people's behaviors around you know spending money, um, marketing as well, um, the way they set up their business and, and their business model, um, they're either wanting to be sustainable, they're wanting to give back, or they're wanting to make a difference in the community. Um, and then consu- consumers are also like actually doing their research and going, you know what, I'm not going to shop there anymore because, you know, their supply chain is not so good or, you know, all of these things. If, if we're more aware of what we're actually buying when we spend money, um, we can actually make that change through our spending power, can't we? Yes, absolutely. And I think that it's great that companies are realizing that um, and that, you know, with our collective global power that we have the opportunity as consumers to really make a difference. You know, I think even as early as five years ago or 10 years ago, we just really didn't have that collective power because it wasn't a conversation that we were having globally. Um, you know, there was little pockets or community, certain communities that were really interested in it. But then I think, um, you know, as time went on and these, um, you know, global issues became more apparent through things like social media, um, people started realizing, oh, this is something that I can make a difference in. I can change my ha- my spending habits or I can make a change in where I shop and make a really big difference because if I do that, then so will some of my friends and so will other people that I know, um, you know, over the internet, across the oceans and everything. And so when we're all doing that, then the companies are starting to pay attention. And so I think that effect has really snowballed over the last, especially throughout these last couple of years, um, as we've all been really connected through our collective hardships and um, the collective experience that we're all having you know, I think it's become super apparent that we can make a difference in our small everyday decisions. Yeah, exactly. And and no doubt you would have seen in the last couple of years while we've been locked away um, that, you know, people are really connecting with their purpose and what matters to them. So um, those decisions are even more important. Um, so I want to chat to you about social media because um, it's kind of 
I don't know, in in my opinion, it's been starting to get a bit of a bad rap um, with some of the things that are going on behind the scenes with some of the owners of the of the bigger uh, platforms. Um, are you finding that business owners are, are not wanting to engage in social media as much as they previously would have? Yeah, I love this question, Vindy, because it's really important for us, um, you know, as a social impact business, as an ethical business owner to consider the spaces that you are a part of. So how do you be an ethical business in a space that's unethical? Like the way that a lot of these social media platforms have been created, the way that they use our information and our data, um, the lack of transparency. There's, you know, we could go on and on about all of the issues that exist within the social media landscape. And so to consider like, is it eth- even ethical for these social impact businesses to have Uh, space on social media and to use that to further their business? You know, is there a conflict of interest there? And I think you could go either way on that, honestly, like it's, it's ultimately a personal choice um, and up to each individual person, how they feel like engaging with social media aligns with their values, or maybe it doesn't. Um, And I know a lot more people are making that choice to step away Um, and so for me, it comes down to a couple of different things. If you are going to engage in social media, um, because you recognize that there is a power there for you to make change and make good change in this space. Um, I think that the thing we have to keep in mind is to have things in place that kind of, so we can check ourselves because it's really easy to get swept up in, in things, especially in the negativity that exists in that space. And so, Um, really making sure that we take breaks when we need them, um, that we um, connect and collaborate with like-minded people, like what we're doing right now, having this conversation. You know, it's a good reminder for me to think, okay, you know, how have I been using social media for myself and for my clients over the last couple of weeks? You know, have I been really living those values or have I been like slipping into old habits or getting swept up in negativity or in, Um, you know, sharing information that maybe isn't accurate or something like that. You know, there's all these different things that we need to kind of check ourselves. And so if we are deciding to use social media as a space for um, our businesses to amplify our messages, then we should be putting into into place those those checks and balances, if you will. Um, The other thing that I have seen over the last couple of years is that they're really, it reinforced for me the power um, that social media has for good, Um, you know, throughout this experience where we're all kind of locked down in our homes. Number one, it gave us an opportunity to connect with each other. I mean, there's definitely a lot of um, negative aspects of it, of doom scrolling and spending way too much time on our screens and all of that. But we're able to build these um, beautiful communities on social media in a way that we've never been able to do before. And I think when you witness, um, you know, large scale global issues like what's going on right now in Ukraine or what was going on um, last summer in the U.S. with the Black Lives Matter movement, social media was a huge um, vehicle for this change that was happening. And I think to not recognize that when we're kind of complaining about how social media is unethical then we're really missing out on a piece of it that can be really beneficial um, for the social change that we want to see. And so for me in starting Social for Good, that's exactly why I did that. I wanted to be part of the light on social media and be part of building authentic communities that made the change that we want to see and amplify marginalized voices and 
really showcase that we can harness this power that is was created on this unethical platform and turn it into something that can um, affect a lot of good change. And so that's sort of that's sort of my philosophy on uh, on social media and how to use it for good um, and being able to still feel like I'm, you know, we're remaining ethical in an unethical space. Yeah. And, and you are right. There's, um, it has the potential to, to be incredibly powerful when used in the right way. And, uh, you know, that's how we met, um, is, is through this, uh, through connections that we have. And, and also, you know, this podcast itself and the agency is making a difference around the world through social media and the connections we can make through it. So, you know, we've got to be thankful for that. Um, I was actually asked by uh, another marketing um, strategist um, around how can we connect with people without social media, and um, which I found very interesting. But one thing in all my years of experience is I've found that when we're human and we connect with humans, that's when we make the most impact. Is that something you found as well? Mm, yes. So, I mean, social media is great, right? And it connects us when we aren't able to connect in person. Um, but there's something about that um, one-to-one connection um, and being able to, to talk in, in person, um, being in community with people like physically, um, but also even having more intimate conversations that, um, that maybe even are hap- happening digitally, like how we're talking right now, but mm. it's still more of an intimate personal experience, right? We have our videos on, we can see each other. Um, we can get those nonverbal cues and things like that. So there's a lot of ways that we can utilize digital marketing outside of social media in order to build community and and build connections with people. And I think, I mean, truly the the technology that we have that exists to be able to do that um, globally is really powerful. Um, and I think reinforces the idea that when we're together in person, that it makes a really big difference and really um, reinforces the relationships that we can build online. And so um, for me, there's, there's, it's only so far, um, authenticity can only go so far online. Um, and so there's, there's always going to be a little piece that's missing or that feels like it could be better. And so, um, you know, I don't think that we should lose sight of that, especially in light of, um, you know, web three and metaverse and all of that. Um, I don't think we should lose sight of the fact that there's something really important and, um, special about being in person and in community with people um, face-to-face. Exactly. And, you know, I, that's that's one of the things that I preach on a lot is the power of podcasts, um, which is, you know, why we're here today. And podcasts are incredibly powerful as a marketing tool and to build that authority and that, that voice for you to get out there and spread your message in a somewhat ethical way. Um, and without you know, doubling down too much on social media, it has its own power within the digital scape that other mediums don't. Would Is that something you've seen too? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I have a podcast in my ear often um, or when I'm driving and things like that. And so I think auditory experiences are becoming really powerful. Um, and we've seen that too with, you know, uh, social media spaces like Clubhouse and mm. things like that, where you know, we want to have that auditory experience. It's, it's different. We can, we can listen to things. We can listen to podcasts and learn about new experiences or new topics while we're doing other things. 
Um, and I think for a lot of us who are finding themselves multitasking more often than ever because of the pandemic, like I am a mom, I have three young kids. And so, you know, my life has shifted a lot in the last couple of years in, in my environment. So if I want to connect to other like-minded ethical and social impact business owners or people in that space that are learning and teaching things, a lot of times I'm listening to them on a podcast or I'm listening to their YouTube channel, but it's just in my ears when I'm washing dishes or folding laundry or something like that. And so I think it, it sort of adds to, um, to our ability to connect with each other, um, to hear people's voices and, and learn what they're, what they're teaching. Um, and then I often will find them on, on social and engage with them in a different way. And so I think having multiple avenues to connect with people is is really helpful. Mm. Yeah, and you're finding people where they're at as well, which is which mm-hmm. is super cool. And you know, in the services that you provide, Cara, um, in your agency, um, what kind of difference are you making for people through social good? Yeah, um, that's a really great question. So I think there's a couple of things. Um, first of all a lot of these social impact business owners really struggle with digital marketing and they struggle in particular with social media and that feeling like it's um, against their values to be on social media. Um, And they see it as um, they're having to compromise their values to be on social media, that it's, they have to be sleazy or telling lies or, or putting a filter on and like not being honest about, about who they are and, and what their business is. And so when working with us for them, a lot of times it's like a breath of fresh air that, oh, I don't have to behave a certain way on social media. Or I don't have to say certain things or whatever. And, um, you know, we get to relieve them of that stress and pressure that they had of like, oh, I have to be like everybody else on social media. Um, and to really show them that, no, social media is for everyone to show up exactly as you are. And you'll find your people there. You know, you'll find the people whose values align with yours, who appreciate, you you know, the way that you're sharing your information. I mean, it's just so, it's so incredible that, I mean, no matter what your interests are or what you're um, passionate about in the social impact space, I mean, you'll be able to find it. So I think that's been a really um, cool bonus for me that I didn't necessarily think about going into it, um, that we're able to kind of help these business owners realize that they can be positive change within social media or within these platforms that they really were nervous to use or afraid to use before. Um, and the other thing is, um, being able to amplify, um, the positive messaging that these, um, businesses and nonprofits have, um, you know, nonprofits and social impact businesses don't have a lot of capital, don't have a lot of time to be able to, you know, spend all day on social media. I mean, you could, you suck a full-time job to manage Instagram. You know, there's just so much going Mm -hmm. on there. So, um, you know, these businesses are doing all of these incredible things, but no one's hearing about it. So for us to be able to help them amplify what they're doing so more people can hear about it and support them um, is just really incredible. And I just feel really lucky that we get that opportunity to, to share with the world what all these incredible um, organizations are doing. Yeah. And it gives them that opportunity to actually be real, be authentic and be themselves. And I think that's the thing that a lot of people lose when it comes to social media is the social aspect. 
You know, it's yeah. it was never meant to be a business platform. It was always meant to be a social platform. So I always find that interesting when people are getting so tied up in the advertising spend and all this kind of stuff and how many eyeballs have seen it. I'm like, you're not being real. You're not being human. You're not connecting. And that's yeah. where I think the rubber hits the road when it comes to social media. If you're authentic, people are just going to connect with you because they're human as well. So that's where I see the best results. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and I think the last couple of years have really shown, I, we were trending in that direction anyway, where less people were using filters and, you know, people were trying to show up, show up as their real selves. But I think that the last couple of years, it's like, if you're showing up with heavily filtered, like on a beach somewhere, everybody is looking at that thinking, <laughs> we know that that's not where yeah. you are or what you're doing. Yeah. You're in your pajamas, eating ice cream on the couch, just like <laughs> everybody else in the whole world. So like yeah. the gig is up. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that um, that was really helpful for a lot of people like, oh, everyone has a messy house or everybody wears their you know pajamas on the couch at night to watch a show or something like that. Like we all are living this collective same human experience. And so we don't need to be like putting the filters on or really um, doing our highlight reel and only sharing the good stuff. You know, we can really get into the nitty gritty and the deep stuff and talk about our, our pain and our, and our joy all together in one package, because that's who we are. We're messy humans. And so I, I just found that really powerful to walk these um, business owners or members of organizations that really shied away from doing that because they thought, well, this space isn't for me because I want to be authentic and that's not what social media is. And it's like, oh, but it can be, and it can be really powerful to show up authentically online and connect with people in that way um, and share your vision for, for your organization and, and the future that you want to see and have people walk alongside of you. It's just a really powerful experience. And I think another thing as well, you know, for, for people who are time poor um, and, and want to make an impact, um, you know, it's probably not important that they're in every single social media platform. Um, they really need to be where their audience is. And, um, you know, if we just take a look at TikTok nowadays, <laughs> um, what a time suck it can be, um, <laughs> you know, like you're sitting there next minute, 45 minutes have gone, you're going, um what just happened? <laughs> so it's really around where are the people you need to reach? Um, you don't have to be everywhere. Um, you know, you, you don't need to be a sprinkler. Um, you really just need to focus on the people that you need to reach. Is that yeah. some of the advice that you share too? Absolutely. So it's funny that you say that because one time I caught myself um, scrolling on TikTok until my phone died one <laughs> yeah. night. And I, and yeah. I was like, <laughs> This is a problem. No, no, yeah. So I can totally relate. Um, so, yeah, we, we talk about that a lot because people want to be on all the platforms and do all the things and it's not sustainable whatsoever. Mm. You know, part of having a sustainable business or nonprofit is being sustainable with your time and your energy too. So, um, you know, we talk a lot about consistency is not the same thing as constancy. And yeah. so a lot of advice that you'll get from other social media managers and um, and marketing agencies is that you need to be consistent. Mm. And I agree with that, but people confuse that with being constantly on social media, yep. having to post every day, having to respond to comments and DMs, like the second you get them and all of that. And that's not the same thing. That's not what it means. Um, even if you listen to the head of Instagram, kind of talk about what it means to be consistent and what the algorithm is looking for. 
It's like if you're going to post once a week or three times a week and engage in that way, um, that's cool. Um, you know, Instagram is fine with that. Your audience will be fine with that. They'll get used to that rhythm. It's sustainable for you because it's what you can manage. You know, if you're scheduling posts in advance and you're posting three times a day and you're getting all of these comments and DMs and things like that, and you only go on once or twice a week to reply to all of those, it's your audience is going to be like, hey, why are you not responding mm. to me? Like, that's not cool. Yeah. And Instagram and the algorithm is not going to like that because you're posting all the time, but you can't keep up with it. Mm. And then that feels bad and that will end up showing up and how you talk to people online and all of that. So absolutely be consistent, figure out what time schedule works for you, um, how often you want to be posting and um, how often you want to be engaging on the platform and then just stick with that. And, you know, your growth might be slower than the next person, but that's fine because it's your, your growth and your trajectory and what you can manage and sustain. And that's over time going to be way more important than, you know, growing quickly or, um, you know, throwing out all of these posts and then not being able to maintain or keep up with it. Yeah. And if you're just posting stuff for the sake of it and it, there's, it's, has no meaning or no purpose, then that's where you know you've got a problem. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Now, um, the other thing that I love that you do is uh, you have a real focus on diversity and inclusion, which is another passion of mine. Can you tell us about the focus that you guys have? Yeah. So I, in the last, I would say, five to seven years or so, I have been um, – you know, in a variety of different business spaces online and have seen things that, you know, companies and organizations saying that they're diverse, saying that they're inclusive, um, you know, trying to sort of walk the walk, but not really doing that. And it's really frustrating. Um, and it's hurtful, um, and harmful for people. And so, you know, I've had conversations with a lot of friends who, um, you can really see through that and it's really, um, disheartening. Um, and so I knew when I was going to start, when I decided I was going to start, um, social for good, I was like, I want to do things differently in a number of different ways, but this was one of the ways, um, you know, if I want to build a, um, diverse and inclusive and equitable company that there's things that I needed to do in order to make that happen. You know, there's a lot of personal work that I have to do um, to make sure that I am living those values. And, you know, we all have our biases and we mm. all have our things that we, um, you know, get caught up in. Um, and so we have to constantly be reflecting on those and thinking about those and moving forward. And so some of the things that I've intentionally done is we've done um, team trainings with organizations um, one that we did recently was with an organization um, called Be the Bridge. And so it's about racial reconciliation and having these really difficult but important conversations. And how do you really show up authentically in that space and own what you don't know and talk about those things um, in a way that feels safe for everybody. So that was a really powerful um, experience for all of us to, to go through together. And then... Um, really it comes down to being super intentional. So, you know, when we're, when we're hiring for a new mm -hmm. position, it's being really intentional about, 
um, you know, what resumes we're looking at, where we're posting the job listing, um, you know, are the, you know, are my posting in communities that I belong to with people who look like me mm. and have the same interests as me and have the same abilities as me and all of that? Or am I posting in places that, um, posting job listings and things like that and in places where there are people who don't look like me or who have different identities than me, you know, there's, we have to be intentional about that. It's mm. easy to not do that. Mm. And so, um, that's something that I've, um, you know, through training and through experience and just kind of learning about, um, about it. That's like one of the things that we've done with hiring is making sure that we're, um, you know, reaching out in, in those spaces. Um, at the same, while at the same time, making our culture at our company uh, a safe place for people. Cause that's the, the last thing that I would want to do is be like, Oh, I want to build this really diverse company come work for us. And then they come here and it's like not a safe work mm-hmm. environment. That would be terrible. So making sure that we know we're doing both of those things at the same time. Yeah. And I know it can be super challenging as an employer to, to actually, you know, have those diversity hires um, and, and find those people that are the right fit for your company and do have the skills and fit in with the dynamics and all of that kind of stuff. It can be a real challenge to to get it right. So um, props to you on that because um, it looks like you've got an amazing team um, with you um, who are very diverse and and do walk the talk. So congrats to you. Thank you. Now, um, I love asking this question because there's no wrong answer. But for you, Cara, when it comes to being ethical, what does it mean to you? The first thing that came to my mind was doing um, what you what you say you're going to do and um, what you believe in. So, you know, I, I do I say I want to have a diverse team, but am I doing the things that I need to do in order to be able to have that? Um, and really examining that, not just like, oh, I posted a job, but nobody applied. Mm. Well, there's probably something deeper there, right? Why would no one apply? Does is my environment not safe? Am I not posting in the right places? Like there's all these questions that I could be asking myself. Um, and so I think, you know, when it comes to, you know, where, like we talked about in the beginning of our conversation, you know, where do we want to buy our products from and all of that, you know, that's saying that I want to be sustainable, saying that I value the earth and, you know, the products that I buy, I have to actually do that. And it takes more effort, you know, there's research to do and things to learn about and all of that. Um, you know, it's not readily as readily accessible. Um, so it, it takes a little bit more effort. It takes, um, a little bit more time and patience, but at the end of the day, if you're doing what you say you're going to do, if you're doing the things that you believe in, um, and making steps towards that all the time, you know, we're not going to be perfect, obviously, and make mistakes or, sometimes just be like, oh, I'm just going to buy this regular laundry detergent this week because I'm tired or whatever. <laughs> you know, we're not going to be perfect all the time, right? Yeah. But as long as we're continuing to to move in that direction, to be more aligned with our values and our purpose and um, and do what we say we're going to do, I think that's what being ethical means. Mm, and it's really about that consciousness as well, you know, like so often uh, the decisions we make in our lives, you know, particularly when we're shopping, um, we are just on autopilot half the time. It's like, I always get this, so I'm just going to get it again and again and again. And you don't think of 
what's the impact of me buying that every week or every month or whatever it is? Um, And how could I make a change that actually helps make a greater change? Um, And, you know, that's the whole emphasis behind what I do is actually spreading that collective change. And it just takes a small change. Just start. That's the only thing you got to do is just start. And it's so small, but it can have such a huge ripple effect, you know, like I, I constantly say what I do today impacts your tomorrow. Even though you're in Michigan and I'm here in Brisbane, it still impacts each other, right? So Absolutely. it starts with us. So Cara, if people want to find out more about you and social good and get in touch with you, where can they go? Sure. My website is socialforgood.co. There's no M on the end. Um, and then we're that's our Instagram handle, socialforgood.co, and pretty much everywhere that's what we are so um you can find us there awesome now i have the last big question for you what's the change you like to see in the world and how can we bring it to life wow that's a big question (laughs) um well okay um i don't remember exactly how the quote goes but i saw it in a friend's kitchen once and it was something like um the how we uh, like live in our house and the, the things that we do at home is really where the, the difference is made in, in the world. So, you know, when you're thinking about like huge global issues, it's like, well, I'm not going to solve world hunger or like world peace or whatever. Cause that's what I was thinking of was peace just because yeah. of the events happening yeah. this week. That's totally on my mind. So I'm like, okay, but that's what I think is where it starts right at home in the conversations and the way that we treat each other um, and the way we raise our children and things like that. Um, that's as a mother of young children, that's constantly um, something I think about is, you know, raising the next generation and what does that look like? And um, you know, what can I be doing? So if we're thinking about something as big as world peace, you know, that seems like scary. No way there's that, you know, I can never have an impact on that. Um, but when we all remember that that's all that it is, is just, all our houses all over the world, you know, where we live. And if we're thinking about it in that way, then maybe we can achieve it. I love that, that view of things like that is so cool. I mean, and you're right, you know, like if, if we can um, teach our children, um, you know, a better way instead of this conditioning that we've received, um, that's where the change occurs. And, you know, world peace, you know, whilst single-handedly we might not be able to do it, but I think if we, um, you know, approach things with more love than hate, we've got a greater chance uh, to make that change um, globally and collectively. Absolutely. Totally agree. Mm. Cara, I can't thank you enough for being a part of the ethical evolution. It has been absolutely beautiful. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. It was really nice talking with you. Thanks for listening to the Ethical Evolution Podcast. If you're ready to be the change and would love to work with me on finding your voice through spiritual coaching or creating your own podcast with impact, visit ethicalchangeagency.com.
Introducing the Deep Leadership Podcast. Leadership is a people business. That's the philosophy of your podcast host, John Rennie. As a former submarine officer who spent 22 years leading businesses in corporate America before starting his own manufacturing business, he knows that leadership matters. Leadership matters. Deep Leadership is real-world, actionable leadership advice from John and his expert guests. Become a leader worth following. Subscribe today. Electric Have you ever wondered what actually happens in Congress every day? Stay informed on Capitol Hill's daily happenings with a concise, factual summary of the Senate and House of Representatives activities from the previous session, free from bias, on the Congressional Record Daily Digest podcast. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and discover the process from the heart of U.S. politics. The Congressional Record Daily Digest, an Electricast production. Electricast. Electricast.